Blog Talk Radio. For the next two fun-filled hours, get ready to learn something new, be inspired, enlightened, spooked, helped, laugh, cry, and be awakened. And now, your host of Awakening the Unknown. So please welcome Susan Swanbeck. Hey there, hello there everybody. How are you doing tonight? Sorry I missed you guys on Tuesday. Say hello to Maribel. Hello Kelly. Hello Jennifer. How are you guys doing? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I was on an antibiotic and I still am for a little bit. Um, but I'll be done with it soon. So I kind of don't do readings when I'm on an antibiotic. So I apologize for that. But don't worry, we can we can make it up to you. We'll we'll make it up to you next uh, when Tuesday comes around. We'll be doing readings again. So um, I just I'm a perfectionist when it comes to accuracy. That's all I can say. And I kind of feel you know antibiotics kind of throw you a little bit for a loop there. But tonight's show. Okay, hello, Stacy. How you doing? Hello, Maribel. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Kelly. So this is what is going on tonight. And I had the wrong show scheduled, so I had to go in last minute, reschedule the show for you. I'm telling you. So who we have actually on tonight is a guest um, we I have on, on in the past. So if the show gets shut down completely... It's don't be surprised, okay, because this does have a tendency to happen when I happen to have the whistleblower on. Ooh, who's the whistleblower everybody's asking right now? Well, the whistleblower, you can look out rootoutcorruption.weebly.com is where you can find him there. He has uh, uh, tons and Tons of information, 100% accurate, fun to talk to. Ooh, how are you doing? So we're going to bring on right now Yule Ralston. How are you doing, Yule? I'm doing terrific, Susan. I'm sorry to hear about your little physical setback, but (laughs) that's what people have to understand. It's not all... (laughs) Uh, law of attraction is an all positive all the time. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope, it's not. It happens, you know. Sometimes you, you, you what happens is you, you know me. I run myself ragged. I take care of my mom who has ALS, so, um, so I take care of her. God bless and, you for that. That's great. And my seventeen-year-old son, and you know, and then I take care of running the network and building jewelry, and now I have the world's greatest boyfriend. So yeah, literally. So, I saw a picture of you recently. You look so much younger. That love is doing wonders for you. Ah, uh, yeah, I think it is. I really think it is. I do. I'm much happier. I'm um, just. I don't know. It's just. There's a spark in me that I. I, I don't know. Literally, it's a, it's a lightning spark. So, and I went back blonde, guys. Those that are watching me on Facebook, yes, I'm total blonde again. So. Yeah, so life is <laughs> Maybe that's wonderful. what it was. Bonds have more fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robin, how you doing? So, yeah, antibiotic, I don't read. So um, I will be reading on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday coming up, just to let you know the antibiotic will be done. 
and um, I can be more accurate on the readings, guys. And don't forget, sharing is caring for those that are watching over in my chat room, over on Facebook. You can just go to ATU Network and uh, .com over on Facebook, and you will you will find me there. Just go to the live, and I'm live right now with you, Charleston. So, and again, if you guys want to call in once we get started, because once we get started, we get started. Don't forget, you can call in at 563-999-3002. But I have so much fun every time I talk to you, every single time. We have a blast. We get going. Even if you just call in, literally, something always happens. So if we get shut down, that's just because, let me tell you something, guys, we're hitting the mark. We are hitting the mark. (laughs) Every time I get shut down by the Department of National Security, ah, you heard it. It'll be out there. That's who shuts me down. So maybe we can get away with this today because of all the, uh, the what's going on with the president. You never know. The new president coming in, so maybe we can finally get away with this. Oh. <laughs> maybe we can. What do you think, that, uh, you? Well, that's some of the things I want to discuss with you, so I... I don't know how long the show is. You know, I could talk to you for days, so you're going to have to control <laughs> me once I start going on my little rants here and there. And yeah. I'm not an authority on anything. I'm just a simple person. I like to explore and with my creativity, see what I can do to help empower people globally, especially women and indigenous people, because I was... Yep. Married to an earth angel who was a blonde for 35 and a half years. I think uh, you have the big website up. I'll just give it the, yes. if people can see it or whatever, but it's www.rootingoutcorruption.weebly.com. And on the page Spirituality and Multidimensions, you'll see some of the wedding pictures and also related to the church we were married in. I love to show these miraculous photos. One supposedly captures the face of the devil. It really <laughs> shakes people up, and that's why I like telling people, well, everything you see, it's it's all energy. It's not solid. If you put your hand under a powerful microscope, you'll see it's not solid at all. So mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's multi-dimensions, and that's what we have to truly understand, that people aren't focused. They seem to be too focused just on the material world without realizing it's yeah. not about religion, but understanding. And Bingo. even an atheist can't. <laughs> Bingo. Keep going. Bingo. Keep going. Yeah, Bingo. I'm saying even an atheist can't deny the fact that we all came from spirit and we're going to go yep. back into spirit eventually where the material yep. goods have absolutely no use. So I say, what are we here for? I think it's to learn what my wife blessed me so beautifully with the lesson of unconditional love. As we learn it, we're supposed to be a blessing to others, especially those who can't help themselves. And I love, I've heard you on other shows, you keep saying uh, caring is sharing. Uh, there's a blog people can pull up or it's on the website too, but it's the word creativity777.com. On that blog is another unusual wedding picture of my life and I dedicated a poem to her titled Caring Sharing it's a very short poem that reads if you dare to care then share if you share pay heed God will reward every good deed that poem is also in the 
President Ronald Reagan Library. I put it out as a weapon against terrorism when 9-11 happened, and Maya Angelou even commented on my poem. So there's a page, Trollson and Trump, where you'll see some interesting things on that page, too. I actually have common background with the former uh, president, uh, but I'm not into the ego that he's into. It's very sad to see uh, what he's done, because uh, if he took a different track, that's what I was looking to interact with him. Uh, he seemed to want to take the tract of hate and blame and yep. control, conquer, and divide. And mm. I don't know if it's going to happen in the right way. I, uh, I'm nonpartisan when it comes to politics. They're all crooks in my mind. <laughs> Stop yeah. telling the lies and start representing the people properly, and we'll get there. But, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, a lot of stuff on that Charleston and Trump page, and there's a, a radio show archive, god dash talk radio where I discuss some of my synchronistic backgrounds with him and something very interesting related to these times too where prior to the uh, election and also I wanted to interject this too related to what happened with the storming of the Capitol uh, when he was campaigning in 2016 it's available on a video even if he didn't originate the statement he made his hand like a gun and said, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and it wouldn't affect the loyalty of my voters. I immediately wow. challenged that and I said, I would be proud to stand on Fifth Avenue as a Vietnam era veteran representing my brother and sister veterans and the people of America and allow you to shoot me. I said, I don't think it will happen. It's illegal in this country, but if it yep. ever did, I think you'd lose most of, if not all, your voters. So to this day, the statement still doesn't resonate with me in any way whatsoever. It makes no sense at all. And when yep. he's pigeonholed or pushed back on some of these statements, he'll, you'll hear him say, well, I was just being sarcastic. Well, that convinced me to vote for you right there. That's all I want is sarcasm in the White House. That's, <laughs> that's what it's all about, right? No. So, <laughs> Oh, if you God. follow his all the way through again, I I like to deal in facts. I listen to people. I won't argue with people. I have a yep. dear friend that passed recently. It was a true American oh. hero. And on the page on the big website, uh, New Thoughts and Possibilities is the archive radio show. Hugh Charlson, Synchro Mystic Encounters. The second half of it is this gentleman who just passed around Thanksgiving of uh, 2020. Uh, right. Dr. Ed Maloney. He used to have a blog talk show, but these are the kinds of people God blesses me with at times. He was sort of a wonderful mentor, even though I never met him in person. His blog talk show is called Focus Change with Dr. Ed based on the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. But at age 13, Dr. Ed Maloney was national martial arts champion. He was former oh. special ops Green Beret captain from the Vietnam War who did the suicide missions behind the enemy lines that not too many people came back from. He had three doctorates. He was a clinical psychologist for over 40 years, a doctorate in religion, a doctorate in theology, a Bible expert, an expert in the law of attraction. He paid for his three doctorates with his own rock and roll band. He toured the world and actually performed at Woodstock. So you'll 
I got him to say that. He's very humble, but I got him to admit that when he came on to his part of that show. In addition to that, he was also former internal affairs police for the whole state of Florida and did work on the Ted Bundy serial killer case. And also his wife is a, a, a clinical psychologist and a ordained minister and part Cherokee. So interesting combination for this couple that uh, have so much to give to the world and behind the scenes they they were tested in many negative ways and that's where again I say to people God knows who you are God knows what's in your heart if you can't handle things you just let go and let God but if that faith is rock solid you'll see a way through anything now I was raised Catholic I'm not a practicing Catholic at this point but I you call out the Catholic Church and tell them you better start putting these pedophile priests in jail where they belong and get back to basics. Stop all the shenanigans. I mean, when I, I grew up, my, my father was Lutheran and my mother was Catholic, so we were raised in a Catholic faith. But my father would have fun with me, take me out on a Friday to a diner, say, and have whatever you like. And I'd order like a ham and Swiss on rye or something. He'd wait for me to take the first bite as it was going down. He said, you know, today's Friday. Your religion says you can't eat meat on Friday. You just committed a sin, but I'll sell you a dispensation uh, for 50 cents. That was my allowance money. He was just <laughs> kidding me, but that's the, the, the ridiculousness of some of the ways they control you. And this current pope, it's available seen on the internet, Pope Francis says, yeah. if you follow him on Twitter, you'll spend less time in purgatory. Dr. Moley told me purgatory was invented by the Catholic Church. So all this game <laughs> playing, it, it's, it's so silly. But here's yeah. the real thing that Dr. Moley said to me, and I resonated immediately with that. Uh, he said that Jesus gave two basic things on how people should live their life. And again, this is not about religion, but it's all about spirituality. He said, put God first always. That's your faith. If it's rock solid, you'll see your way through anything. Secondly, to love your neighbors yourself. I said, that's all I need. The Bible stories are wonderful. I love the things to show how energies can shift when you have Daniel in the lion's den looking to get eaten, and he makes buddies with the lions instead. I mean, these things are possible. I don't have it right in front of me, but as I'm talking about this, I gave you a quote. I think you posted on the show page by Victor Hugo. If you could just read that, that would be wonderful at this point. Um, Victor Hugo there. Oh, nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing else in the world. Not all the armies is so is so powerful as an idea whose time has come. Beautiful. And that's so true. Yeah. And yeah. that's where people, they don't even know the power that they have. These few elites mm-hmm. that are very heavy into the metaphysical are just yep. jerking us all over the place. And oh, yeah. uh, that's that's slowly changing because I say the Internet is mankind's avatar for the future. It's like the Wild West right now, but it can be cleaned right. up. And they have the cameras everywhere. I don't mind you looking at me, but who the hell are you looking at me? I mean, I've said in interviews, don't be surprised if your TV's... Uh, not 
as you watch your TV, it's watching you. So be careful what you wear if you go by. Mm. Um, <laughs> right. They, they have all these technologies. I don't get in. I don't go down. There's millions of rabbit holes. People can get lost in just going, following all this stuff. I go the other way. I go, uh, here's solutions. And let's bring forth solutions that they can't control that will bring transparency in a Pac-Man type game back to them, plug up their money pipelines at the same mm-hmm. time and force them to change their ways or be dealt with legally. And I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, has anybody ever accounted for the trillions of dollars from 2008? No bankers ever went to jail. Who went to jail over this stuff? Mm. Nobody. And here you know, we have this. Yeah. That's literally. Yeah, we got of, this pandemic of, right now that's ruining all kinds of wonderful businesses, and yeah. it's all about the control. Because I think the big agenda is just to crash the economy, so that they can probably give digital control, where they'll assign you something, and if they don't like you, they shut you down. So yeah. be very careful really. on what you're allowing to happen with the corruption and. Here again, that's a big website, and I, I want to let you take your call. As I, I, I can, as I said, I can talk for days, and I love speaking with you because you're a lot of fun to talk to. And I want to. Yeah, we make have sure. no callers right now. Bug Talk's having a bit of an issue. All right. So some callers. Well, I want to interject some yeah. simple, basic things to open people's minds that I hope they'll share too on that uh, page. I think you put a special notation on the rootingoutcorruption.weebly.com. Here's something that uh, God gave me quite a story. Uh, On the page that says Hughes Muse, you'll see my handwritten notes and documents. On January 3rd, 2009, as coming through a near-death experience after relocating from New York, where my life was actually saved by police responding to a medical emergency I had on March 16, 2007, where I was working as a contract security officer in a business industrial park. I couldn't breathe. I called my daughter, said, Dad, call the police. They came and got me on oxygen. They got me to the hospital, and I actually lost consciousness in the emergency room, and I was intubated, which a lot of the people are going through now which a lot of people don't survive these intubations. But, uh, and then I came to on a Sunday with family at the foot of the bed in ICU. And it was an unusual experience. It wasn't anything that I could see out of body or the big, the white light or anything. Actually, as I was coming to, I envisioned my head as a big black marble and it exploded in a big whoosh into the universe and wow. my new colorful particles, all different colors, reds, greens, browns, blues, pinks, oranges, blacks, whites, what have you. And then I I opened my eyes and saw family. I never put too much weight on it, but after I went to rehab and did the relocation down to Virginia, I was walking around around Easter time and I get prompts telepathically or whatever energies told me to, to look at something or just to backtrack uh, so uh, I mm-hmm. looked at the time frame of my near-death experience around Easter time, 
uh, March 16, 2007 was a Friday afternoon coming to an ICU uh, on Sunday. It's for sort of the time frame of Jesus Christ dying and then resurrecting. Now, I had mentioned that to a reverend type in the building who I uh, uh, was having conversations with. She said, you're very, I said, I'm not special at all, but because of the experience, I feel I have a special relationship with Jesus. And that's where I feel that way to this day, just not saying that I channel Jesus or that I am Jesus. <laughs> Some people like to say they are. No, it gives right. me humility that I ask Jesus to be my business partner so that everything that I do be done in his way and his time, not mine. So even yeah. as I speak to you, if I'm just planting seeds, I'm happy enough to do that as I change the world from my dining room table as a disabled senior citizen. Now, uh, that reverend type eventually turned out to be a female Judas Iscariot. <laughs> oh. Absolutely amazing stories uh, that you'll see it when you delve into the big website on the various uh, pages. And right. I uh, was set up by her and another woman and behind the scenes. I think I broke up the start of a witch's coven. Now, I know that you, you say that you're a witch, but there's good witches and bad witches. So that's the thing, good and bad and everything. But uh, this was negative, and uh, mm. the woman had a son that was sort of the head of the coven that was starting that was a sergeant on the county police force, and I believe he set me up with these two weak-minded women who claimed I was stalking them. They had feared their lives for the period of a couple of months. Wow. And that was the basis of me. I was asleep in my bed on January 3rd. And the police came knocking on my door and arrested me right from my bed. Wow. <laughs> I said, forgive them in the name of Jesus Christ so they don't know what they do. And right. in doing that, miracles started happening. I got a court-appointed attorney who was a retired major general from the Army National Guard. When I set foot in his office, the first thing he said to me is, what the heck did they even arrest you for? I said, I think it's evil trying to throw me off my path, but it won't. And even the taxi cab driver that brought me home from the precinct uh, uh, when I was released because I had no priors or whatever said, oh, uh, stalking, oh, take the plea, oh, my God. I said, no, I'm totally innocent. Now, here's what happened on the day of the hearing. I had put into the, uh, it was an arresting police woman and two male police officers. I put right. in her hand documents that you'll see related to this reverend, which clearly indicated it was total BS. She didn't look at the documents, but on the ride over to the precinct, she said, you know, I'm very experienced in these kinds of cases. What the hell are you even telling me that for? It felt like a knife going right in my gut. So you're in on this too somehow? So wow. anyway, on the day of the hearing, the prosecutor had seen these documents, which she photocopied, and I got my originals back. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't even be speaking with you. I'd probably be dead or still in jail or whatever. <laughs> so in any event, uh, the prosecutor came to my attorney. My attorney then came to me and said the prosecutor said he will immediately drop the arrests and all charges, but to save face, I would have to agree that these two women accusing me of stalking would have restraining orders against me for the period of two years. So oh, wow. my attorney's 
my attorney said, just take this and get out of here. <laughs> and I knew I was totally innocent. I was a little hesitant, but I'm looking over at a group of women going, if they can tell these lies to get me arrested from my bed, what other lies can they tell that I can't necessarily prove? I took my lawyer's advice and got out of there. As yeah. time progressed, I started with my creativity and with my background and security doing my own investigations. So uh, at one point, I had an internal affairs policewoman for the county on the telephone, and she's saying, well, you know, this is something that uh, uh, you can get an attorney and just have the whole thing expunged for a fee of about $1,000. I said, no way. I didn't do anything wrong. But here's yeah. the funny way, again, the way spirituality and God works, because uh, I got a letter from President Obama in 2009 related to my sending information to him on suggestions for the economy. And mm -hmm. when I got the letter, I made photocopies, and I put a, a note on it to the chief of police, and I wasn't expecting a reply, but here's the, where the miracle happened. He sent a very polite letter back to me acknowledging that he received the copy of the letter that I had sent to him from President Obama with a personal note handwritten on that copy to him. And oh, he wow. said in his letter to me, which you can view on that page, Hughes Muse, that uh, there was a hearing and that I was found not guilty and he wished me the very best. Well, the hearing never got started to begin with. So yeah. uh, the whole thing happened six months before, uh, I don't know if people will remember, Henry Louis Gates, a Harvard professor, was trying to get into his house and was arrested by a police officer, a Cambridge police officer, and they wound up because... Uh, Henry Louis Gates was a good friend of President Obama. They had this beer summit. And uh, I was trying to be a part of that to indicate what happened to me and to see if we can bring forth some solutions back right. then. Now, who was involved with the beer summit was President Obama, uh, Professor Henry Louis Gates, the arresting police officer, and the fourth one was Vice President Biden. Oh, wow. <laughs> Now he's president, yeah. and now he wants to have truth and unity. All this is covered up from 2008. Let's see where this goes now. Hmm. So that's you know, what I have on that page, and I'm looking for yep. anybody. I've put this out to the whole world, and I've also put it out to the police. Nobody wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And my friend that passed, the one that was former Internal Affairs Police, for the whole state of Florida, Dr. Ed Maloney, when I had the letter, I sent him a copy of it. I said, have you ever seen a letter like that from a chief of police? He said, never. So that was a miracle just for itself. Now, I yeah. forgive these women that had me arrested. I forgive everybody involved. What a wonderful story they provided me, which I hope someday might be developed into a blockbuster book and movie, which I don't want a penny of, but uh, I'm not. I, I seek no vengeance. I just. Uh, I wish them that before they go back into spirit and are accountable, will somehow get psychological help. As I discussed with you on a prior show, that uh, I support the Me Too movement 
But in addition to women getting acknowledged and compensated, the biggest thing that they need is the psychological healing. Because what happens is people that have been abused then tend to become abusers themselves. So there's a lot in this brief conversation we've had so far that needs to really be explored. And I want to bring a couple of things out at this point, too, that will, again, I like to keep it as simple and basic as possible, just to open people's minds. I don't argue with people. That's another thing Dr. Maloney had told me, that nobody ever wins an argument. It's so true. So right. here's something I say to people. If you had to choose immediately, meaning right this moment, which would you prefer to be, an embittered paraplegic billionaire or a healthy, happy person with all your basic needs met? Some people might jump right on the billionaire, but I say after a couple nope. of days, they'd probably truly regret that choice, especially if they had a nasty nurse. So be careful yeah, what you I wish would, for. You might just no, get it. <laughs> I, I would much rather be a happy, healthy person. Exactly. But a and lot of it, some people you know, go yeah. about the wealth and the power and this and that, but there's a lot yeah. of uh, karma and responsibilities that come with that. And that's, I don't begrudge anybody for being wealthy, but I question, how did you get your wealth? Did you do it in a way that was negative and controlling and manipulating people? Because it's karma attached to that so all these ones with the big mansions down in palm beach or trump's uh, buddies and all that stuff too they're up in the 80s and 90s they get people wiping their a for 50 60 thousand dollars a year and this whole yeah. army of people has to maintain this big uh, palace and uh, they can't even get around it <laughs> anymore. so no What's going to happen when they go, when they go back into spirit? The relatives might just piddle it away. or I mean, they can't take yep. it with them, but yep. they're going to, have to be accountable. So here's yep. something else that I just want to interject right here, too. And it's so true to really contemplate. And it, it's giving a choice, being negative or positive. If you had to experience a million times stronger the psychological or physical pain you cause someone else, how long do you think you'd continue to do that? So when you really dumb it down and just each day get up and look to be in gratitude for what you do have and then to see what you can do to be a blessing to someone less fortunate or if you can just say a prayer for the whole world and let God be in charge instead of the crazies out there and pray for all the leaders around the world because we really have no clue as to what's going on behind the scenes. No, and we don't. I'm, and that brings, that brings up another subject I've been trying to, I've been trying to get out there. Now I have uh, people that do watch this show just to give the newbies a bit of a background. Here. Um, I do have alien, alien people, alien guests, and you know, a lot of alien, communication that that does come on the show and my question is about this new vaccine for COVID-19 now I am very leery of this personally now personally I am very leery about all of a sudden having this miracle vaccine that was rushed saying it's actually going to cure anything so I'm very hesitant about this what's your take on that 
I'm with you 100%, and I want to delve into that a little bit more because I want to backtrack on my medical situation uh, mm -hmm. after my near-death experience and going through rehab. And again, <laughs> I, I, was, I put in for a workers' comp hearing right. uh, because it was on the job, and I had a family friend, a woman attorney, it was initiating the paperwork on that. And once I saw the New York State compensation doctor, they just gave me the compensation. I never even had a hearing. And wow. The, the attorney that was starting the paperwork said, I've never seen anything like this. I don't know what to charge you, but she managed to charge me $1,500 for doing nothing. Nice family friend, right? <laughs> In any event, uh, I wasn't expected to live. I found out that's why they gave it to me. So here I come down to Virginia with mm -hmm. these. And I also, prior to coming to Virginia, took care of something else, which was prostate cancer. I had the radioactive seed implants. So I had all this going on. And I am arrested for my pet in total shock with all these medical conditions and it was cold as I was waiting for a taxi to bring me home. I, I couldn't stay inside. They had me outside, but my, luckily I had my cell phone at least to get the taxi going. But that, even go. just the, the shock of that whole thing could have killed me, but that's where mm. God's graces kept me going. So yep. in any event, uh, in 2008, my wife's insurance health plan was running out and I didn't have the money to renew it. So I applied for and was accepted in the veterans healthcare system. On huh. the first visit to the VA hospital, I saw a pulmonologist. He took one look at me and said, you're going to be dead in six months. I said, nice meeting you too, doc. What a beautiful bedside manner you have. Wow. <laughs> so I'm prefacing it all. I'm running in circles here, but I'm going to bring it back now to exactly what you were saying. I have about 17 different prescriptions that I take, nothing mental, thank God. I take right. them every day, and I just say I'm taking these the way the doctor's prescribing, but God, you know who I am. You just transmute all this stuff because I'm here for mankind under your direction. I'm not here for me anymore. So now... With the COVID-19 uh, and this mask thing is a whole other issue, too. And that's where I want to get back to these elites. They're, they're laughing at us. They're jerking us all around because they they know ahead of time what's going to be needed. They, they're, they're, they're making tons of money in the stock market. And all these companies are providing all these things, the hand sanitizer, the masks, and everything that you need. Right. So, uh, I have the the vaccine. I don't want myself, just like you, because and I don't know because I'm not. I I can't nail it down with factual information, but it resonates with me with technology. I don't know if you've heard about nanobots, and this is yes. something that. Yes. This, yes. this is something yes. that they can have hundreds of thousands on the, the pinhead of a needle or whatever. Yep. So that can very easily be in these vaccines that they're injecting into you. 
And once yep. it's in you, they yep. may have more control over your DNA or whatever. Yeah. I say, uh, uh, they'll have to get me while I'm asleep. I'm not going to voluntarily accept this COVID-19 uh, vaccination just based on uh, my knowledge of that, uh, because then I'm going to be somebody else's robot. So, now, uh, is is the thing. On two separate people who do not know each other, and I will not provide their names, has received information that the new COVID-19 vaccination does have these nanobots in it. So um, the government or aliens can control it. Now, I've heard this, and these people are on opposite ends of the, of the world, and they, have, they don't know each other, and they receive this information as well. So, and of course, had they give me the information, so as far as the COVID-19 vaccine, no, it's not going to happen. I am not going to do it. My personal preference, but that's the information that I have received. And from what I understand, you have to agree to be injected with it. They can't force it on you. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing again, not about religion, but about spirituality, just asking for that divine protection, or I know you have your ways of doing things with the indigenous well, people. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, the indigenous people. I'm the, I'm the Native American. Of uh, those of you that don't know, you have not been on the show uh, with me since it's just been me. So there used to be two of us that used to run the show all the time. So I am basically the Native American, the Celtic, and also the Reverend. So I'm that one. So, but yeah, but I don't, I don't believe that. The vaccine itself right now is safe, and there's many different reasons for that. One, it's too new. Um, the other one is what I've heard about the nanobots, the fact that the government or um, um, the government or even the reptilians want to control us because reptilians are involved with the government of what's going on with the with the underground war that's been going on. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of information that I myself have received as somebody that does do uh, kind of a little bit of controversial shows here and there, that there could be an issue here. So for that reason, yeah, I'm very hesitant. Very hesitant. Well, I want to go back to the mask thing for a minute, too, because that's a another form of manipulation, too. And yeah. I have seen things, too. The dentists are making money hand over fist because you wear these masks all day, you're going to come down with some kind of gum disease eventually. So that's a whole other issue. But yeah. I don't wear I don't wear the mask now. They're tightening up. Uh, I had to go for yearly uh, exams at the VA hospital in October, and yeah. uh, to get into the hospital. And I don't I don't want these appointments, but unless I do certain ones each year, maybe I'm going to be in violation of staying in the system. So yeah. uh, I'll do what I I'll do what I have to, but. And wearing the mask because of the COPD, I had to a number of times do purse-lip breathing, uh, which is a, a type of breathing that can help uh, when I'm going to have a asthmatic attack or something like that. So right. it was difficult, but I got through the whole day. I was just right. told in my apartment building today, and I do have – I also asked the VA for a letter related to my COPD and wearing masks, which they – refused to give me, but I, through Medicare, have a local doctor who I've gone to when I 
don't want to go to the VA hospital and use my Medicare, he was kind enough to give me a, a letter. So that, and I don't go that out that much. I'm pretty much living like a monk in a cave in my apartment, but it's okay. I'm I'm very yeah. happy uh, just to have what I have and stay in gratitude and with humility. So uh, the manager of the apartment building knows my medical condition and stuff too, but I don't know if it's because of what President Biden has said, 100 days of wearing a mask or whatever. They just tighten it up. She said, look, you're going to have to put a mask on now when you come out of your apartment in the building or anybody yeah. coming into your apartment. So I said, all right, I'll 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 do that. But uh, you know my situation. So she said, yes, I know. This is what they're requiring. Now. I said, all right, yeah. I'll go along with that. But I, I want to jump back related to these things to 9-11 because this, again, will give a little bit more uh, open-mindedness to people how we're being jerked around. Uh, you know, when 9-11 happened overnight, Homeland Security came into being. So uh, there was information I came across on uh, SEC investigators that were watching pornography on the computers all day. And when they caught them, they said they were going to discipline them. They never identified them or said how they were going to discipline them. So in my mind, they took them off the computers and they made them TSA agents so they could feel people up at the airports for fun. So wow. the other thing is that if you can recall, you have x-ray machines all over the place now that materialized almost overnight. How did they get those sophisticated machines manufactured and into these airports so quickly? Yeah. Yep. So that's something that it's in and out of people's consciousness because they have so many ways to keep you distracted. And even you and I mm. talking about this, there's going to be mainstream people that may come across the show. So you listen to these two wackos talking. And no, uh, it's just that you're not awakened yet. So you can label this as yeah. that. That's okay with me. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just looking to show you. I'm here to give you some information that I found that, it might be interesting for you to look at for yourself, not to listen and accept what I have to say, but are you open-minded enough to do that? Or are you like what I call out to some of these parents today? It's so, And I, 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 I feel so sad. I, I'm so happy I grew up when I did as a child. We had different fears of things. I mean, when I grew up, we were getting under the school desks in case the ICBM might hit ground zero. Oh, we'd be, yeah. We'd be nothing but dust if that ever happened. But <laughs> yeah. Now, with the whole situation with the world today, I laugh at all that stuff and say, I'm just going to live my life normally. And if the zombie apocalypse happens or whatever, and you're one of these survivalists and your man cave somewhere out in the wilderness that you got all these food supplies for months and all your ammunition when the apocalypse zombies start coming you start shooting that's only going to bring more and more and more into your all your resources depleting and then they'll get you <laughs> so, <laughs> and if an icbm hits and i'm surviving it and i have to eat a half a dead burnt body to survive another day what a wonderful world no thank you 
Let wow. me get right under that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm all set with that. Well, here yeah. again, people don't realize, I know you do uh, realize, but a lot of the listeners don't even realize the power of prayer. It's I've come across some very interesting things in that regard, too. It was in Washington, D.C. one time, one summer. I don't know what year they uh, thought they developed prayer groups to just pray every day in different neighborhoods to tamp down the crime rate. And the, the chief of police said that'll never happen, but it did. And another yeah. very interesting thing happened with the indigenous people over in Australia. There was a big earthquake uh, that was uh, uh, projected uh, for a certain time frame. And indigenous women came and did prayer ceremonies around where the epicenter was going to be. Right. The earthquake, the earthquake eventually happened, but it was tamped down quite a bit. <clears throat> so the prayer is powerful. So that's why I say at the very least, you may not have a clue as to what's going on, but you can offer up your prayers to God and let God put the ego in check where it needs to be. And stop right. going into fear. Just start tapping into your creativity and, and bringing joy into your world. Yeah. And I know, and I've, I've by myself have recently done that. So um, I have brought a, a lot of joy. Should I say, joy found me. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah. Well, there's brief little things that you can take just as a, something each day to get up and concentrate on. Number one, every day I get up, I I just uh, thank God for each breath that I have. And that's another thing. Some of these people, uh, when I run into them, they say that they're God. That's a whole other thing that's out there for certain cults or whatever. I, oh, your God, do me a favor. Tell me how you created yourself. You'll entertain me for about a half a second. But no, you're not yeah. God. I'm not God. We all have a God spark in us. That's our soul. So when it's in the right kind of alignment with God, then all things are possible. Mm. But uh, then the, the channelers, I get a kick out of too, because how do you ever verify who you're channeling? <laughs> I, I get a lot of messages, and uh, there's a lot of things that will come in all different ways. So where is the discernment? I, for myself, I right. say, well, if this is all about me, uh, no, I don't think I want to go with that one. But if it's about me through my discernment, learning something from the information that can be a blessing to others, yes, let me go that way. Right. Now, with me, I am channeler. That's like part of like a Native American thing, which to me, the definition of channeling is probably different than everybody else's. It's just other people's spirit guides or my spirit guides, the people giving me the information in order to give other people. So Yeah, it's hard to put into words exactly what really you're is. saying is so, true because... Yeah. Uh, because it's just like psychics. There's good psychics and there's bad psychics. So. Yeah, and that's what it is. There's good and bad in everybody. And this right. is a big point, guys. Guys, listen, literally, there's good and bad in everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're Christian or Catholic or uh, whether you put on your right shoe or your left shoe, right hand, left hand. It really doesn't matter. It's it's about bringing positivity. It's about sharing information. It's about 
helping others. It's 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 a way to keep that that positive thing with you. And I could tell you literally, um, based on one hundred percent situations that that happened to me, just stay positive and keep going because you never know. The happiest thing that could ever happen to you could just be right around the corner. You just have to keep going. You have to do what's best for you. But you also have to be extremely, extremely aware of everything that you're doing. Like this, this COVID vaccine bothering me up a, up a storm over here. Literally. And the President Trump, literally. Why did he just leave, you know, early and do things peacefully? Why have a big, big... Aha, uh-huh, this me making my set at the end. I mean, I don't know how the listeners feel about that, too, but that bugs me as well. It well, uh, the, the diehard Trump fans are just going to stay that way. That, yeah. Uh, so I leave them with that because they don't want to do the deep dive. They no. don't. It all boils down to personal responsibility. So I have labeled uh, President Trump as a, uh, what's his name, the... Uh, <laughs> uh, the guy that was like a circus guy or whatever. Uh, right. I can't think of his name right now, but in any event, from the very beginning, it's all blaming someone else. And yes, it's been that theme all the way through. Exactly. And exactly. His, Literally. Oh, okay. I was going to say this. Uh, to me, uh, Donald Trump is a P.T. Barnum on steroids. Okay. Yeah. He, he's got his whole group hoodwinked, but here's something for people to really look at. This is stuff that was quoted in a magazine. Vanity Fair did an article where they interviewed Ivana Trump, his first wife. In the article, she mentioned that uh, Donald kept a book of Hitler's speeches on the nightstand. I mean, wow. just that, if, if you just take that and then you compare that to the way he speaks throughout his whole presidency, and mm-hmm. that's where he's got all these fringe groups, it's like code words to them that are inciting them to do more and more. Exactly. You so know, I do. Here's I do where, agree. again, I want to bring it back to the Hughes Muse page, because you'll see I put that information out to Mike Pence back in September and when I didn't get any response, I then put it to President Trump, as well as verbally putting it out to the Democratic Party. But nobody wants to address it. Why is that? No, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree. I know why. Of, because I, it opens a Pandora's box. Yep. Because they're yep. not about law and order. They're about the law and order that they want, not the yep. law and order that's just. Yeah, it's so yep. it's my way of the highway. And here's something, too, that I will say, if it continues with the chaos, that violence is never the way to go, because it's and again, we've had violence since the beginning, but we have the opportunity again through the Internet to bring transparency everywhere once we can clean it up. And stop the violence. But uh, suppose that the Black Lives Matter, whoever wants to get these police defunded or off the streets or whatever, you know what's going to happen? They, people aren't even aware of the technologies 
that are behind the scenes. All right, let's take the police off the streets. Let's now patrol the streets with drones with lasers. So when we lock in on you and fire something and blow your ass to smithereens, how are you going to like that? We, you're not having a police with his knee on your neck anymore. You're just going to be lasered to death. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a possibility true. that can easily happen if the chaos ensues. So I constantly tell people, you know, if you want to protest peacefully, that's your right. But you have people when they have big crowds, they they're people that are paid to just go in and incite rioting. And I agree with that because half the people when they're going out and they're doing like a peaceful protest, there's always certain individuals, and I swear to God, the government will hire these people to to create, to take peaceful protests and excel it. That's exactly right. Violence. And that right. I've seen for a long time. It's like they're not, they're not connected. So, of course, there are some individuals that will follow another like yo what's going on so everything is going out of control so and what they they just keep following this okay well we have to make it like this so let's let's okay you guys go here you guys go over there and let's see what we can do about throwing this that and the other thing out and i i truly do as like i said this is my personal opinion i believe that exactly in there yeah, let's go back to Charlottesville for a minute, too, when the president said there's good people on both sides. Oh, yeah, that guy with the Nazi tattoo on his arm, he's a wonderful guy. He bought me a beer the other day. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. then there's all these fringe groups who are all together uh, in peace for themselves as they create the exactly. chaos. But there's groups that are just – and they, they go – there's shows on Blog Talk, believe it or not, just related to anarchy. All they want is chaos. And it's funny, when Dr. Ed used to have his show, Focus Change, a caller came in one time and made an announcement when he got on the show. He said, I just sold my soul to the devil for a million dollars. I immediately said, wow, what's today, bargain day for the devil? Just a million dollars? Good luck, pal. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty weird. I don't know if you have them, but they actually have – what they call trolls that go on all these blog talk shows and they'll yes. come on. I actually yeah, have nope. trolls nonstop on, on Facebook. It's like when I finish a show and I'm doing like readings or channeling or healings, get these people after the show start and they like keep all this, call that, call that. It's like boom, 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 boom. It, it's quick to be one person. So literally it's like a computerized troll of people just trying to say, okay, she's getting the positive message out. She's helping right. people. So let's try to destroy it. Yeah, it's not going to work that way. Not with right. me, at least. You know? So it's like, wow. All right, guys, if you want to call in, it's 563-999-3002. Don't forget to press 1 if you have a question. Other than that, I'll you just pop on to listen. So literally press 1 for a question. So that would be. I want to pick up on that a little bit too because uh, I don't get too many phone calls. (laughs) I I always let my uh, butler, my answering machine, uh, you know, see who's calling first before I hop on the line. But uh, once in a while, I'll get an unusual call. 
I got one one day. I don't know if it was maybe the government testing me to see if I was a crazy. And the guy comes by and says, oh, I just had a friend told me all about you. I just checked you out. I got 20 guys with AK-47s at your disposal. I said, oh, really? <laughs> Thanks for the call. Let me know that. But I really don't have a need for any of that. So then oh, the guy, wow. Then the other guy, the guy took a track. He said, well, you know, you got to be careful. Uh, I said, I don't know if you really know who I am, but uh, people that have fooled with me have actually died. I didn't ask for that to happen, but when I let go and let God look out, the guy hung up real quick. And all these things, because I have, I'm on the do not call list for all these telemarketing fraud calls, but they don't care if you're on the do not call list. No, they, call they don't anyone. care. Hey, you know what I'm doing now, Susan, to reverse that? Go ahead. I'll tell you what I'm doing after that. Go ahead. All right. you what do you I, do? I start picking up on these calls now. I'll let them start their little rant or whatever, and I'll I'll stop them and, and and I'll say, oh well, I have you. Let me ask you a question. Are you familiar with all this 5G technology? What it's doing? And they'll go, no. What my? I said, oh, oh, it's fantastic. Get the satellites, and they got SWAT teams all over the world. They can pinpoint all these calls now that are coming out of these boiler rooms, and they got the yeah. SWAT teams arresting them all over the place, all over the world, right out of the boiler rooms. Uh, and it doesn't matter even if you're in your own house doing it. They can track you right away and arrest you. Oh, my God. Wow. So they hang up pretty quick. <laughs> and then I have one guy that tried to argue with me or whatever, too, and they said, oh, really? Well, again... Take a look at who you call and people have died that are fooling me. That's your choice. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, the way I end the phone is probably a little bit more crude and scares people, but it's a lot more fun. So when I get a telemarketer calling, I answer the phone like this. Now, this is just me entering to the telemarketer. So just so you guys know, this isn't actual real me. What I say is, Willie's Morg, you kill him, we chill him. To pick up and do your cleaners. <laughs> they hang right up. Well, I, I used to enjoy the ones with the ones that want to get you to contribute to the police funds or whatever. I don't know if you got any of those. No, we don't get those around here. Uh, yeah, well, I, uh, I got them down yeah. here. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's so great because I have a partner who's former Internal Affairs Police. And let me let me get your name and number and everything because we want to get all the fraud calls like this uh, cleaned up. A uh, click, <laughs> <laughs> literally, it's, it's ridiculous. They they call and they tell you, oh my God, you can get this really awesome deal. You know, I swear to God with these windows. So I tell them, awesome. I'll tell you what, you buy the house, I'll buy the windows. <laughs> Well, it's so sad that people actually fall for this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I think my I don't know favorite all in... one, my favorite one, I'm not even home. Both my computers are off. I get a call saying, there's an emergency with your computer. We have to go in, and you've got this really bad virus in there. i got like 12 different, I've got so many different virus programs. And my son does scan my computers on a regular basis. So, yeah, no. And it's the people out there, you guys, you fall for this stuff. They get in your computer, and then you do end up with hackers. Don't listen. <laughs> Don't listen, Pete. Seriously. 
Let it go. Well, that's why, again, I keep it simple because a lot of the stuff, I don't know how you keep all that in your head. If I had to figure out what to do to run these computers and things, that would take away from my creativity. So I, I look for other people to help me with that, and then God blesses me with stuff like uh, if you put Hugh Trolls, or Dave interviews Hugh Trolls, and he controls a lot of the social media and the big website, Dave Solano, who's a cybersecurity expert. So, <laughs> yeah. What what better type of person can you have? And he says to me things like, I can show you how to see what people are posting on the Facebook. And this. I said, I don't need to that. I don't want to waste my time. If they have something to say to me, let them call up and talk to me. I said, I can cover a lot more than any email or text in a conversation yeah. very quickly. I can turn on a dime and I can hear from the inflection in someone's voice just how things are headed. So you can't do that uh, with the, uh, <laughs> you know, no, the other you, stuff. No, you really can't. I mean, things are better like face-to-face, even like, you know, when people start dating and get all these ridiculous, ridiculous people online. Oh, I love you. You're beautiful. It's like, dude, you don't even freaking know me. Don't bother. You know, I have literally gone on on my page over this stuff before. Not on the ATU network on my pro- private profile. It was like, you know, I, w- I might not have been born today, but I wasn't born yesterday, people. So, yeah, no. But we do have a caller on the line that evidently All right. has a question or a statement. So we'll figure this out. We have uh, 7028. We're going to answer to you right now. 7028. There we go. Hi, you're live on the air with ATU Network. Who are we speaking with you now? Hi, my name is Patricia calling from Ohio. Hi, Patricia. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, Do you have a question for you? Huh. I'd like to get clarity on um, I've been I feel a strong desire to write a book um, to give me the credibility, expertise visibility Um, Are you looking for a reading honey? Is that what you're doing right now? (laughs) Well yeah Um, Okay I'm not doing readings tonight uh, we're actually oh. talking guest you, Charleston, um, is who we're talking with right now. Tonight. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you for calling in, hon. Ooh. Yeah, so sorry about that. I, I, I get a lot of calls for readings a lot lately, so yeah, and I understand of- that because... You know, there's there's a lot going on between everybody's small businesses going, everybody's looking for an alternative income, you know, and, and you know, it's like they have these, like, stimulus packages, but how is it supposed to stimulate the economy if the small businesses can't open back up again because you're just getting a short reprieve, you know? Well, literally. I'd like okay, to pick getting, up on what you just yeah. said there, Susan, because even with the caller that just, called in that feels that she'd like to write a book, I'd be happy as my free time allows to even develop an article uh, with her to get more attention once people are comfortable enough with me right. because a lot of people uh, they are 
they they keep saying wow when they see my life experiences, but then they'll judge me or they'll go into fear in certain areas when I get into the UFO paranormal near death yep. and all the synchronicities it, it overwhelms them. But that's their choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. But I I wanted to say there is a Twitter page too that is managed on my behalf and somewhere on the big website, you know, you know this, my last name, Trollson, is known globally uh, for commercial yep. refrigerators. And I'm the firstborn child of the founder, and I have a strategy, but it hasn't been picked up on properly yet because people are just, again, they're too focused on, please, I'm in fear, what's going to happen? Like, I need money from the government, or I need more customers, I can't have customers inside and this and that, but they won't look at exploring new ways to do business. They just follow the herd more or less. I actually have a strategy that will allow a restaurant to be a community hub to empower all the businesses in the community uh, through video strategies that will bring passive income. If it's done correctly, it will offset all their losses from the COVID-19 and empower however they want to go with it, their employees, their customers, and other businesses in the community. And even the, the landlords are going to go bankrupt. The, the courts are going to be, if people stay healthy enough, the next thing is the courts can't handle it all. <laughs> what are what are all these buildings going to do without the businesses? <laughs> it's yeah. going to be like ghost towns or whatever. So it really is. And and the um the um oh god, I'm having a bloody brain thought of where the hell my mind was going there for a minute. It happens. Old age. I don't know. So what it is is like well, say people like me. Um, now, I run the radio, radio show, radio network. I run it. I pretty much pay for everything on it. So what I do is I don't take donations. I sell crystals, which also help people to pay for the ministry, which is APU Network. But a lot of people, there's not a lot of shopping right now because there's a lot more individuals out of work. So as somebody who does one thing in order to help do what I do now, like have people on. So, yeah, there's some things that I don't have anymore that I used to used to be able to do. I used to multi-stream. I used to do all this. You have to learn to cut back your expenses, which is, which is a lot of what I've done. I've cut back a lot on the way that I've done things. And, yes, it, it, does, is, it does affect um, a little bit. Of what I used to do when people are used to looking at me in many different channels, and now I'm kind of only one on the video, but I'm still everywhere on blog talk. So I've had to learn to pick and choose in order to continue going. So, and when you can literally only you can't like afford the website, you can't do this, you can't do that, and all you got to do is try to like get it out there on Facebook, or because it's not even any local events, you're doing the best you can. So you just kind of keep plugging and hope that eventually things do get better. So that's like my perspective on things. And well, you can take a I'm, niche yeah. that you have the experience with the crystals in or whatever. Yeah. And through the Internet, as long as the Internet is open globally, you yep. can start bringing that out in new ways. And I'll be happy 
to discuss some of that with you, but let me, and because you are already experienced with video, even if you just sing at home uh, with a camera on yourself, uh, if you have a good presence and are able to speak, uh, if the information is good, people will listen to you and then they can share it with others if you have an opportunity tied into that for them to do that that gives them right. the incentive so let me just go back to where i was talking with my background related to commercial refrigeration and restaurants i have a strategy that uh, a restaurant hasn't been picking up on properly yet related to video i uh, was involved with my partner who's just dropped out of this organization. I'm not exclusive to anything, but I'm just going to describe this is a MLM video product company. There's a number hmm. of them out there, but this particular one has a whole package of video products. One is video email, which I was told a French restaurant and Texas came into the organization, and the owner, this is way before COVID or whatever, yeah. uh, just thought it would be nice to send out a video email to his customer base, just thanking them for being a customer. Now, he did it in a way where he videotaped the chef preparing an entree. Whatever the sauce was, the chef put on the entree looked so delicious. Everybody that got the email started sharing it with their friends within a week, the restaurant doubled the business. Now right. that's the very tip of the iceberg of what can be done with these video products. I look at the video newsletter as one of the most powerful tools that's gonna change everything. With right. a video newsletter, and you can have that even done by a professional videographer, if you can get a videographer in underneath you in one of these MLM video companies, uh, that's mm -hmm. going to be fantastic passive income. But a videographer right. with doing a video newsletter, you can provide education, opportunities, and incentives to hold on to your customer base and expand it. And right. if it's with an MLM type organization, you can then use tie that into my YPod concept, which is totally revolutionary because the YPod stands for your personal opportunity database. Right. And that's where people aren't even looking at what they can do with their own creativity. Instead, they're binge watching TV shows during COVID-19 or drinking or drugging or who knows what, but here's where stop all that stuff and understand that <laughs> you can actually create a better world for, me, for yourself if you look at what can be done instead of staying in fear and being controlled and manipulated. So we all have uh, networks uh, that we're born into. That's our family. So right. that's where we have a lot of uh, our uh, initial uh, learning. It could be positive or negative, but beyond a certain point, beyond a basic education, you can then start expanding and diversifying your network. Now, I did things back in the 80s when I was working as a contract security officer and working 100-hour weeks, but uh, like if I had a stationary post at night at a desk, I would utilize that time and also to stay awake by reading and writing letters and reading books and all kinds of things. 
And oh, yeah. I connected, I functioned back then as an independent international marketing consultant. And I even have letters on some of the pages on the big website from big corporations that they love the information I gave them, actual contacts, because I just wanted to see if it was good information. Yeah, it was. They took it, ran with it, made millions of dollars, and cut me right out. <laughs> but that's okay. Because oh, wow. there's yeah. karma attached to that. So that that's all yeah. okay. But that's where people get confused with me. They they either think um, uh, um, they either oversimplify or overcomplicate the things I'm talking about. I'm putting right. it out there. Do whatever you want with it. I'm like a way shower in a phoenix rising. My stuff isn't over until I take my last breath. So listen to me or don't. But if you want to expand your mind and tap into your own creativity, that's what I'm here to help you with. Exactly. So, uh, again, you're welcome to come to me. I know you're pretty busy with life, and uh, but (laughs) you have the talents. So I can touch base with you a little bit on that. And sometimes I'll say to Susan that, I didn't have the money, uh, but I would invest in things that weren't too costly, a few hundred bucks there, a few hundred bucks there, just to get involved with something to continue to learn from. So that's all life enrichment if you look at it that way. So what good is it it if you have two or three doctorates and you can't do anything except pump gas with it? So Mm, uh, that's where beyond... Beyond a certain level, when you have uh, your education, uh, even the teachers, they they can't even, these PhDs, they don't know what I'm talking about because they don't have the practical life experience that I have. Yeah, and and that that stands to reason. I'm not like a doctor, but I do have a doctorate in holistic psychology, and I use it on a regular basis. Now, I am like you. It's like because of situations that I have been through led me more along the lines to the aromatherapy, healing, the radio show in order to help people further and further um, their abilities to stay more positive, to keep them going. And you're doing that through your life experiences with knowledge, too. So it's not about going to the expensive colleges. It's about because we are experienced in, in different levels, but because we're experienced in what it is that we do, what happens we do have those experiences in order to help people um, continue and further themselves. And but don't forget also, that you're you taking, you're taking actions. You're taking yeah. actions and you're learning from those actions that you take positive or negative. So you don't want to keep repeating the negative ones, but uh, since you brought that up, I want to just give you a beautiful example of someone who is like a mentor and a friend. And I actually have a letter of reference from him. I think it's on the business opportunity page. And uh, I think it was even after the wall street journal article came out, I approached this gentleman because I saw his background David D. Seltz, who was world-renowned as a a business management coach and uh, king of franchising back in the day. Um, When I first was coming into contact with him, he was telling Mm -hmm. me how he was helping at the time the founder of Domino's Pizza, Tom Monahan, out of a difficult period that he was going through. 
this was back in the early 80s, this gentleman, David D. Seltz, his normal daily fees were $5,000 a day plus expenses. But he took the time to work with me because he appreciated my creativity and he knew my background because of my uh, already branded name globally because Charleston refrigerators, they're all over the world. (laughs) So I actually would go, and I even took my daughters to his office and would have meetings with other entrepreneurial types. He was fascinated by what I had in my head and was looking to actually start a business related to uh, my creative abilities. But mm. unfortunately, he eventually took ill and passed. But in his, in his brief letter of reference, he mentions how I'm trustworthy. That is something that I always will be. I don't need the lies. I don't, if you want to, and this is something I learned from Dr. Mooney too, if you tell a lie, that's it. You're finished with him. And that's yeah. so true because once you tell that lie, you've got to tell all the lies to cover it up until it's all exposed eventually. Exactly. And that's what it is. And, and right. that's the thing I tell people. Don't lie. I, I literally right, exactly. I can't stand lies. You have to tell the truth because literally, I mean, you could sit there and try to destroy somebody, let's say, on the Internet. Okay? Try to destroy them publicly dismantle them, but guess what? Eventually the truth is going to come out. Okay? So why bother? The truth will come out. Karma will hit you. So why do you have to sit there and and do these things? Because, you know, sorry, truth and and good will prevail. It it always does. You just have to keep plugging, keep going, and and things will eventually, they, they do have a tendency to work themselves out. I well, do agree I, with too, that. I have exposed yeah. a number of women on the website, the ones that uh, did negative things to me. But, I again, I forgive them. I thank them. <laughs> and I, I forgive myself if I caused the, if I triggered something in them to be vindictive. But one of them uh, actually had my landline blocked from all block talk shows for about three years. <laughs> so I oh, finally, wow. through monitoring her, had enough yeah. information to go back to blog talk and say, you know, this is what you've done. I've been telling you right along that you're totally mm-hmm. out of line and doing that to me. But I had a recording that I played from her stating that she went to school with some of Sam killer, David Berkowitz, who was involved in. Oh, wow. So all of a sudden I got unblocked from all the blog talk shows. But again, uh, I, I send light and love to these people because uh, yeah. they're giving me in, information. But what I love doing, because she also was threatening to me when uh, 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 she said, this is a, a woman who I came into contact with after the whole de- ordeal of me being arrested from my bed by a reverend type and another woman. And wow. when she was this woman who I never met that I eventually exposed it, had me blocked from the blog talk shows, uh, she said to me that, you know, I could sue you for slander. I said, oh, oh, really? That's beautiful. I can't wait to go to court for that because it's your own words out of your own mouth that's going to convict you, not me. Yeah. So she exactly. she went into a narcissistic rage over that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad because here again, 
people, there are cults, there's all kinds of things, just like we're talking about the psychics, these spiritual people. You can't just talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. Yes. So she's talking the talk, but she's not walking the walk. Behind the scenes, her life is a mess. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, so sad, but why do people think they can get away with that? I, I want to just I go back on Trump a little bit at this point, too, with some of my creativity. Now, this is done because he likes to say things. He's just being sarcastic. I got some sarcastic humor for him as he sits down there in Mar-a-Lago, which a lot of people hate that he's there. <laughs> he's destroying the neighborhood. But yeah. in any event, uh, this is a, a thought that I had as sort of like a daydream of him passing and getting up to meet St. Peter at the pearly gates. And he okay. starts bragging to St. Peter about all the wonderful things he did down here on planet Earth with the Trump hotels and golf courses. And then he starts telling St. Peter about this wall he was building on the southern border of the country. And St. Peter stops him right there and says, look, you know, these pearly gates up here, they're just a focal point. We don't have walls up here in heaven. It's unlimited. But since yeah. you're such an expert at building walls, I have a project for you down below. I want you to build a wall from the inside that once somebody comes in, they never can get out. And that so nobody will interfere with you as you build a wall. I have somebody to oversee and protect you. His name is Vladimir Putin. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Now, the other thing oh. was I didn't get it in for his exit song because of the way he likes to put blame on things and whatever. Uh, yeah. He find, And there is a wonderful YouTube. I have it on one of the pages, too. This is something people should pull up and look at and compare everything that is said by these group of psychologists and compare it to who President Trump is. The title of it is on YouTube, Ego, the Ultimate Chess Game. Now, wow. after the yeah. election, when President Trump was quiet in the White House there for a while, I figured out what he was doing because he's so smart. He told you he's smarter than all the generals. He's the chosen one. I don't know who chose him or what. I, I didn't hmm. choose him. But in any event, the way he, he, he figured out a way to outsmart his ego, and he, right. did, it by cre he, he did that by creating a name for his ego. Do you know what he calls his ego? No. Bossa Nova. There's oh, an old geez. song, Blame It on the Bossa Nova. That's his exit song. Wow. <laughs> wow. I like my creativity. <laughs> I so, just want to say I, real quick, just want to say real quick, uh, for anybody that is listening in, we are running out of time here. So if you have a question for um for you, Charleston, or excuse me, Charleston, wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, literally, you can call in at 563-999-3002. If you have a question, don't forget to press 1 so I know that you have a question. So, awesome. So, go ahead. Now, I want to ask you a question, Susan, because this is something like you were asking me about the COVID-19 I mean, yep. you're an indigenous woman or have that heritage in your bloodlines. Yes. When these Black Lives Matter people tell you to take a knee to show solidarity with them, how does that make you feel? It really doesn't affect me like that. I don't, I don't 
look at things like that. And because of what I do, some opinions I have, I try to keep slightly private. Um, but I try, I don't know, I try not to form an opinion live online sometimes. No, I understand. Um, I'm just saying yeah. it because I, I will give you my response now. Because I, I'm a white male and I continually reach out to the black community in many different ways to do what I can to help be a blessing to them. I have Dr. Martin Luther King deep in my heart, and I spoke with Maya Angelou. But when they tell me to take a knee, that's a form of manipulation and control over me that I'm not going to allow because Mm -hmm. I will say this, as a white man and as a contract security officer, I have experienced reverse discrimination that was pretty horrible. And I don't get into that because what good is it going to do? So what I will do is I will lend you a hand and transparently and ethically and morally do what I can to help empower you in a positive spiritual way and stay away from violence. But Mm -hmm. I will not subject myself to being under your control by taking a knee for solidarity. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you want to go the way of violence, then you're going to go that way. We'll just keep repeating history. And you can see that's why I bring it back to the indigenous, so I feel so deeply for two, because what's left of them? I mean, they they got them on these concentration camp-type reservations, and they're still breaking treaties to this day. I think the new president might be doing something reversing what happened with Standing Rock, I hope. But Yeah, I, I really I, hope that they do something about that because that was wrong. You right. know, and there has been a lot. And that of, was Trump that did that right off the bat. Strictly, speaking strictly native, and again, um, it's a lot of the sacred uh, burial grounds they would take in. There's, there's a lot of land that they came in, and again, everything was trade, not money there. So right. it was. it's a little difficult, but it's like uh, the whole situation, that's like a whole show on things that happen with that. But we get actually four minutes left to the show tonight. So if you have anything else you'd like to add before we get ready for the close. All I want to say is that what I'm doing here with you, Susan, is showing people you have a mind. It can become unlimited when yes. you get the right kind of heart-to-God resonance. Right. Do what Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the change based on love, not negativity and hate exactly. and violence. Exactly. And that you don't have to agree with anything I said, but at least if I've opened your mind to think about things and take personal responsibility uh, and understand what karma is and that uh, that you, if you have habits that are uh, not the best. I mean, I smoked for years. I'd still smoke if I could, but I can't do it anymore. It's like playing Russian roulette with my COPD now, whatever. Yeah. But uh, uh, I did uh, the the habit I felt uh, uh, helped me through a lot of stresses in my uh, lifetime career. But now I can see, exactly. looking back, that uh, probably spent <laughs> a lot of money that <laughs> I could have had. And uh, again, these are all personal choices. So even though I, I don't smoke now, I'm and also with pain, I have meds I can take, but I don't because I'm using spirituality. And again, when that heart to God resonance 
is good. It will tamp down the pain too. So uh, yeah. look, look, look into your heart and go on the internet. There's so much to see. Uh, don't get caught up in opinions. Look for facts. That's another exactly. thing you'll see. I didn't mention exactly. the Wall Street Journal article with attachments was all based on one little memo that I sent to a Wall Street Journal reporter that did a whole front page Wall Street Journal article based on facts. That article triggered an investigation that eventually led to the resignation of Jim Wright from Speaker of the House in Shame, the third right. highest office in the country. So mm -hmm. from that time frame, we're in the stranglehold that we're in now because people, they're looking for heroes and saviors. They're putting into, oh, I'm not involved. I don't like politics. Well, that's all right. Just let the crooks come in and run your life then. I mean, <laughs> and so stop looking for heroes. Get in your community. Be active. See if you can come into groups that can give respect to one another and bring forth solutions and mm -hmm. stop fighting and arguing. Nobody ever wants an argument. And the very last no. thing, if you can't do anything else, say a prayer. We need more prayer than ever for what we're going through right now. And we've exactly. had these pandemics in the past without any face masks, without injections that eventually went away. How'd all that happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I, I that's, that's my personal opinion. I do think that the government is up to something when it comes to something like that. All right, we got about 34 minutes, and I want to say thank you uh, for actually doing a show. Um, the next time I have you on, I literally want to dig deep on a couple of more topics that I have just been a little busy. It's been a busy week this week, and I want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the show tonight. I really appreciate it, and I always enjoy our yeah. little conversations. There I always on. enjoy speaking with you, Susan. I'm sorry you're going through a little medical difficulty. I'll keep you in yes, my prayers. And, uh, just keep that love going. Looks like you got a good uh, love of there. I <laughs> do. Great. I do. And as always, and this is something new, and I do it all the time, and I, again, I, I always say, you know, love you. My boyfriend, I love him, death. Um, He definitely is one of a kind. He's very special to me, and I say, love you. So, yep. So, I, again, thank you so much for being a guest tonight. All right, guys, don't forget, on Tuesday, Tuesday I will be back. We're going to do a little readings, um, and then I will be doing probably private readings after that. Um, I already do have one person available, so anybody that's interested in a private reading, uh, literally let me know. I can see what I have available times. And don't forget, it's uh, Saturday mornings. I'm going to be doing uh, live crystal shows there. Uh, you'll see the live shows on uh, Facebook, ATU Network. So don't forget to pop on over to the private page, ATU Network. You're going to see all the crystal shows there. And for everybody that did tune in, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, guys, literally have an awesome, awesome night. Yeah. Peace. For the next two fun-filled hours.